What's Up World, here live on our platform on a culture conversation. I'm your host, Twin GQ. Here on episode seven, we got a featured guest, um, you know, one of our, you know, dear supporters, um, Toronto entrepreneur, founder and CEO of Rosé Management, and founder and executive director of the athlete tech group, Randy Rosé. <laughs> What's up, dog? That, that's how we get started? Yes, sir. How you doing, bro? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. It's a Wednesday night. No. Thursday night in Toronto. Uh, life is all right, man. You know, taking things one day at a time, not trying to rush the process, and trying to enjoy it all at the same time. So I'm good. I'm yeah, good. I'm for, good. Sh- for sure, man. Um, first of all, thank you for joining us here. Um. Yeah, man. So before we tap into our conversation, I just wanted to kind of check in with you, man. So how has COVID been treating you? COVID has been a lot of things. COVID has been disrespectful. COVID has pissed me off. COVID has shown me myself, shown me my own ass. COVID has shown me you know, people's true character. COVID has shown me how strong... I am and the people around me and, you know, the people I look up to and um, COVID's done a lot. It's, it's, it's put a lot of things into perspective um, and you know, perspective has, has been here since March 11th, mm. right? That was, that was the day. And since then, every day, you don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. Yeah. So how do you move, right? Like, how do you, how do you plan an event, how do you how do you bring people together? How do you how do you celebrate your birthday? You know your birthday's coming up. You know, like I don't want to do too much. Uh, maybe I'll do something at the house. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I'll do something on Airbnb, yeah. or I'll, I'll go get an Airbnb. And um, it's been tough. Shit, it's been tough. But like, I think I think the biggest the biggest thing for me it's 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 allowed me to tap in. Mm into my, you know, my inner strength and um, find some things in me that I didn't know that was, that was there. I really had no idea that I was there, man, because, bro, 2020 was supposed to be a crazy year. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Absolutely. I was like, oh, man, I'm about to be 30. Like, I, I, man, I, uh, I, I wanted to bring Fabulous to Toronto for my birthday. <laughs> like, yeah. that's what I was telling people. I'm yeah. like, yo, I'm bringing Fabulous to Toronto. Like, yeah. I'll figure it out. For sure. Know? Absolutely. Um, and I just played his, his, you know, his music on Apple music on my birthday and I was good enough, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah. And it's crazy because going off of that point, you said about perspective, I feel like, you know, it gives everybody that, um, you know, that, um, widened lens, you know, like you might look at it as an opportunity to kind of complain about your situation, but also you can look at it as an opportunity to expand, um, you know, your horizons, you know, being an entrepreneur like yourself, um, I'm sure you've been able to kind of, you know, find ways to kind of like, you know, take advantage of, you know, not being able to, you know, be in rooms or to host events and stuff like that. Like you talked about, you know, you being able to work from home has been the best situation for you. So just kind of tap in and explain that. Oh, man, you said a lot there. I think um, in the sense that COVID's been great for, you know, Randy's personal development, you know, my, my own health journey and, you know, um, I, I have a, a, a hip condition that I was born with called hip FAI. And essentially, my hip doesn't clock all the way in, mm-hmm. right? So because it doesn't 
clock all the way in. I've, I've hurt this knee pretty badly. I've broken this foot twice. Um, so I have to, you know, I found out when I was like 21, 22. And they said, Randy, if you don't take, you have two options. You can do a surgery um, and uh, shave it down, or you can um, work the muscles around it and, and get it stronger. So I said, okay, we could do that. I think um, I don't want to do surgery. I don't want to miss the season. So I just strengthened it, everything. But they said, if you don't take care of it, um, by the time you turn 30, you're going to need a hip replacement. Yeah. So this is like eight years ago. So I've always known this, right? Okay. Or, or, or nine years ago. Um, so, you know, when I was home, like because of COVID, I was like, okay, let me get this shit together. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, for me, you know, I, I'm normally a, a, a early riser. Um, and I get up at five, six. But at five, six, I'm running to the gym, trying to get home for 7.30, shower, get in the car by eight and get to the office for nine. To get to get to work, now I'm I'm getting up at you know five six. I can go for a walk. <laughs> I can go for a walk. Yeah, I can go for a walk. I can I can do some work. I can work out. I can read. Sometimes I just go back to sleep. Yeah. Um, and still do all of those things and still get to work. So f- from from that angle, that's that's been uh, amazing for me. Um, in terms of taking care of, you know, my, my, my physical health and, and my mental health, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like, um, you know, you knocked some key points that I was kind of going to turn to. So, um, you know, we're going to get into your story. Um, I know starting in 2013, you opened up uh, Rosie Management. And 15. I was 15. 15. Yeah. 2013 is when uh, Anthony got drafted. Oh, okay. Sorry. So that kicked off your career. That's what I was going to say, as just being um, his manager. Mm-hmm. Um, and having an opportunity to, you know, get introduced to the sports market. So um, talk to me a little bit about that, your introduction into the sports world and, you know, the combination of uh, Rosé management. Uh, first and foremost, I got to give a huge shout-out to Anthony Bennett, my brother. Um, big shout-out to you um, for, you know, the opportunity to figure figure it out because, you know, we both went into the NBA and, Neither of us knew what was happening. We didn't know what was, we had no idea what was going on. And um, we learned as we grew. And um, I, I just wanted to give you a big shout out. Um, you know, I know you're still working and doing this thing. So big shout out to Anthony. Um, but yeah, you know, that, that, that time in my life was a, a huge transition. You know, um, you go from working at, uh, Durham College basketball uh, gym, helping people check into the gym, to flying on a private jet in like four months, <laughs> and um, you're trying to like stay grounded, but like every time you got to go catch a flight, or like you, you, life is just going, and you're you're. It's just moving so fast from calls to emails to events to meetings to dinners to. It was a lot. It was a whole lot. And at, uh, you know, 2022, going on 23, when I got when I got into that world, it was. It was important for me to. Continue to do what I was good at 
although I didn't know what was going on, I just did what I what I what I was good at, which was continue to just build relationships. Um, and that's what I did. So you know, I'd, I'd I'd go to anything that sounded good and legal. I would go to, and you know, whether I was in Cleveland, Memphis, Minnesota, uh, Milwaukee, New York, wherever, wherever I was. I think the biggest thing for me was to just find ways to build relationships. Um, so, you know, I did that and um, through building those relationships, through, you know, trying to stay honest, um, trying to stay humble, trying to stay grounded, trying to stay kind, trying to stay all of these things that people think you aren't. Um, I had to go through that. And, um, you know, there's times where I lost myself. Like, I, at one point, I weighed 215 pounds. <laughs> I'm, I'm 5'10 and three quarters. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell do I, like, I have no business being that heavy, you yeah. know? But it, it, it was a lot. And, you know, I, I dedicated myself to um, my craft. And that was building relationships, going into rooms and, creating opportunities. Um, so I've done that. And, uh, you know, through all those relationships and opportunities and being able to, you know, launch launch Rosé Management at a time when I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> Listen, I, I, I tell everyone right now, five years ago when I started Rosé Management, if I went into the business, knowledge, information, Tactics, strategies, concepts. Ask me if there's a rose manage. Ro- ask me if there's a rose management business plan. Ask me if I have one. Do you got a business plan, bro? No. <laughs> I didn't have time for that, right? Because to me, it was just go. You're, you're, you're. I, there was no one to say, "Hey, how do I do X?" I would meet people along the way. Mm-hmm. You know, people would 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 definitely give me a helping hand. Um, show me what they knew, introduce me to people, then, you know, there's always, there's, there's always this talk about mentors. Like, oh, like, yeah, no, no, you know, I'm looking for someone to mentor me. A lot of mentors play like gatekeepers. Mm, absolutely. Right? Especially, so, yo, 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 when you get there, hit me, I got you. Yeah. It's like when you go to the club, yeah. you hit Ebo, and you're like, Ebo, I'm coming. Yo, yo, yo get me in. <laughs> you, no, no, Ebo's like, yo, yo, when you get there, <laughs> hit me, I got you. Okay, get there. Yo, Ebon, I'm outside. Okay, okay, okay. I'm, I'm sending so-and-so to the door. <laughs> they send so-and-so to the door. They can't even get there. Yeah. Right? So, shout out to Ebon at the same time. But it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's, it's hard, bro. It's so hard. It's so hard. I'm not going to lie. Entrepreneurship is hard. Like it's yeah. so hard. It's yeah. so hard. I feel, I feel you on that, bro. Especially you know when you when you wear every hat for your business, you're the head of finance. So you got to make sure the money you have is the money that lasts. You got to make sure that the money you have takes care of your personal life. You got to make sure the money you have allows you to travel and go make new relationships. You got to make sure the money you have can pay for lunch for those relationships you're trying to build. You got to make sure you have money to 
pay Tristan Forbes his high rate so he can come and shoot something for you. Like, and that's just the head of finance <laughs> of your own company, right? Then you have um, the head of marketing. How are you making friends? How are you building relationships? How are you getting new clients? How are you making money? How are you generating revenue? That's the million-dollar question. Yeah. You go on Shark Tank, Dragon's Den, any of those shows, you watch those shows. Oh, the business idea is great. Okay, how much money are you making? What are your sales? In how many months? What's your valuation? This doesn't make sense. No one cares for things that look cool. Mm. You know, we got we to gotta do things with substance. And, um, you know, my journey has been a, a very strenuous one, but I'm, I don't think I'd have it any other way. But I did wish that you know, someone would come and pull me and be like, Randy, this is how you run a business. You have this relationship here, this relationship here, this relationship here, this opportunity here, this opportunity here. You need to create a system for this to work. How do you create this system? We want to create the do your part celebrity game. That was an idea from years ago. But I couldn't create the system to build it. You know, my best friend was like, yo, Randy, all the work that you do, you got to go mess with your, you know, your, your municipality. Go sit on the board? Sit on what board? He's like, go sit on the board of the Brampton Sports Hall of Fame. Nah, they'll never let me sit on that. Like, I didn't win no awards. It's like, no, it's not about the awards. It's about what you've done in sports. Okay, let's go apply. We get it. We need to figure out a way to raise money. Let's go. Let's, you know, we're, we're already doing things, you know, to have a social impact. Let's go start a nonprofit. Let's go build Return to Love Community Support. These are the instruments that drive these vehicles to help you make money. Um, so all of those things, all of these systems and things that I've, I've built, it's, it's almost like playing basketball to me, right? But I'm, I'm not on the court. I'm, I'm like Maasai. And, and, and that sounds so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, like you're the guy behind the scenes. Yeah, but it, no, sorry, Maasai sounded like Messiah, but no, um, Maasai, where you 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 you're, you're building the system, right? You're building, you know, this person's going to take care of this, right? I'm going to raise the money. I'm going to bring this in. We're going to run this operation, and we're going to build these results. That's that's what business is. It's building systems, and for the first. Three or four years as an entrepreneur, I had no system. And that was 2014 to 2018. 2013 to 20, you know, 14, 15, I was just working with Anthony. Yeah. And, you know, just connecting with my guys um, and, and building relationships. But I wasn't, like, trying to make money. I was just out hanging yeah, out. Yeah, one of the guys. Just in the scene. 2014, 2015, things start to change and I'm starting to look at what's happening around me. I'm like, hmm. People are, are building systems. People are building entities that they own. People are building assets that they can sell in various ways. Right? So being able to look at the world that I'm in from a different view and understanding that I didn't have any systems around me. Then Akeem came home from law school, my best friend. Um, big, tall guy, f funny, so funny. 
But he comes home from law school and he comes home and, and the way he looks at the world is just different. Like Akeem's a smart guy, like a very smart guy. Like he went to, uh, Turner Fenton has an IP program or something like that, that he was in. Like he's a very, very smart and meticulous man. And he came home and he's talking about organization and, and legal relationships and systems. He's like, Randy, you're, this is you. And these are all the things that you affect. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, no, look, this is you, and these are all the touch points that you have. You do something here, and it feels ripples and, and waves over here. I'm like, what do you mean? Every, 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 no, this is, Randy, look at me. This is me, and this is my wave. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, so what are you saying? He's like, you got to build system. And um, in 2017, I think it was, Akeem, um, comes and says, "Yo, let's let's build out Atlas 365." I said, "Okay." So we, you know, we dropped some money, started that company, and off we went into the unknown. But we're driven by passion and opportunity, right? A lot of people talk about, "Oh, you should do things that you're passionate about." Yes, you should. A hundred and fifty thousand percent, you should. But if there's no opportunity to turn that passion into more, you still got to live, right? Yeah. You still got to have something to, to your name. So um, we built, we built, and just, you know, watching him go through that process and signing up for incubators and accelerator programs and learning, like picking up on things mm. and going to this program traveling to meet this person building this relationship relationship watching him build his system is is helped me tremendously in building mine because no longer is it me looking for help i'm seeing it happen in front of me i'm a part of it i'm in some of these meetings you know we're going in and meeting with very rich people to have very rich conversations. Mm. And those conversations are, are held in a certain way. I don't talk like that. I still, hey, madam, what's good? <laughs> You're blessed. Like yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm still at home. Yeah, absolutely. But when you, when you, when you come in these rooms and as much as I, I hate to, you know, be one to, 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 to change who I am, just not accepted like you you can't do that it's, yeah it's it's very tough but like i said there was no one there to say you can't do that you shouldn't do that Here, this is what you should do this is how you should move um so yeah throughout throughout my whole entrepreneurial journey and, and still going and growing it's it's been this growth mindset of understanding the assets that i can build around me that i can own Right. So what 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 can I own? Can I own a real estate company right now? Probably not. Can I own the spaces that I'm not in? Probably not. Can I own, you know, esports or nah. I like I have to be around the things that I'm around. 
and find ways to build a system mm. to bring those things together. And I think that's that's what we've seen with the you know the athlete technology group. It's 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 somewhat of a an accumulation of the last seven years, um, where there's obviously athletes involved. You know, um, that's been a big uh, piece to my journey. Um, there's definitely social impact and you know touching on on, on um, the community there's definitely content creating content you know you know in our you were just talking about how I I've always just wanted to create stuff to share yeah absolutely right, right? so like even when I reenacted the NBA going through the NBA draft stuff yeah, yeah that was like, that's funny <laughs> that's just that's just me making fun of my friends. That's literally it. Like, I'm watching these guys that I like. I know, and I've been through this process, right? Oh, because you was in the green room, right? Yeah, and I was, I was a funny guy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been through this process, but now, like, the process is funny to me. Um, and you know, I like to poke fun at things. I don't think the sorry. I don't think the process is funny. I think the process is 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 taken very seriously as it should. Yeah. But I wanted it to make it fun. fun. Yeah, absolutely. Right? So the, it's crazy because the amount of people that thought it was real. Like <laughs> <laughs> uh, a good, like, 50 people thought it was real. Yeah. Like that whole, that whole um, content piece. Um, you know, the athlete tech group's also, you know, inspiring economic development. It's, it's an inspiring um, storytelling. You know, it's an inspiring media and and events and collaborations and like we've been we've been running these tech entrepreneurship workshops you know we worked with, with, with big bro twee and the mississauga tigers yeah we had a class with like 50 of his players wow that's what's up um virtually and just teaching them tech making it relevant making it something that they think about when they think about when i'm done with this baseball bat i'm a i might pick up a coding uh, app or something like that because tech is tech is relevant to you. You understand tech, you understand the world, right? Absolutely. And even tech, right? Like we look at the tech space now as it continues to evolve, even in the sports world, um, you know, the tech industry being an industry that is going to help shape our future. Um, you know, what does that statement mean to you? Um, I think tech was always going to shape our future. I think we still have the opportunity to shape our future, but with tech, right? Um, when it comes to sports, sports and tech, I think, you know, we, we were seeing it with the growth of Whoop, um, the growth of social media, which is tech, um, the growth of wearable tech. Like you, you know, you see people wearing these headbands and these chest monitors and, all of these things to everyone wants to just get better and optimize, and yeah. get access and find that one level up. Um, so for one, in terms of playing and sports, I think um, tech will, will continue to be there and always be there. Every, everyone's going to try to find a competitive advantage. There's a couple of companies that we work with at Athlete Tech Group, um, uh, Plantiga, which is a company, it's a wearable tech company that you know goes in your shoe and their their focus is to 
um, you know, the, the return to play process. So, you know, you tore your ACL and part of your recovery is, is going through all of these tests and movements and strength training. And there becomes a point where I can look at you and you look good, right? Yeah. Because we call it the eye, eye test. test. Yeah. But you're not because it's not fully healed. Plantiga jumps in there to speed up that whole process because it's collected by the data that goes into your shoe. So they have a, a huge opportunity, I think, um, to become the shoe version of Whoop. So what, what Whoop started here and understanding here and your breath and so on and so forth, Plantiga is just starting on how you move. Now it's a little expensive for the everyday consumer, but they could get there. Right, you just raise more money, put some more money in R and D, yeah, um, and and scale the technology. That's that's what technology is. It's just scaling stuff, <laughs> for the most part. It's just giving more people access um, and growing bigger and bigger and faster. So I think Plantiga has the opportunity to go beyond sports. I mean, they're already working with some NBA teams. They're working with the NF- a couple NFL teams, wow. University of Washington, and we're we're really in there to. See if we can help them grow. They're a Canadian company, right? So, oh, that's dope. So yeah, we we work predominantly with Canadian companies. Okay, that's what's so up. it's it's really infiltrating the athletes with the Canadian tech um, through our media, through um, business opportunities, through education, through um, events, like continuously bringing those two things together. And why I, I look at that and think that's a a formula of potential success there's a couple of reasons one in and around um you know covid they've we've we've looked at entrepreneurship and it's been democratized right so there's a a new version of entrepreneurs so the the randy randy rose you know friday to sunday night downtown toronto you know um hosting this or hosting that can't be yeah now, am I going to host virtual events? Could be a thing. Am I going to do the drive-in thing? Could be a thing, right? That's democratizing entrepreneurship. So now there's new problems, so we got to create new, new solutions. solutions yep. So as we see that, there's, there's going to be a continuous growth around entrepreneurship. We're going to see people that are at home that are working a cor- corporate job, but they're because they're at home and don't have to travel as much, are working on a side business. Because... They've built a little community of 20 friends that they just work out with. And the next thing you know, they start a gym, a virtual gym. They're the person that leads 15 people. Like, what we're going to see now is these media marketplaces, right? These online communities. So, like, think Facebook group, but on multiple devices and platforms. Like, that's, that's the world we're going into. So, we're not going to be able to connect at King and Bathurst or, you know, uh, Rogers Center or ACC, Scotiabank Arena, sir. They paid $20 million for that. Still ACC to me. Oh, wait, 200. 200 million. 200. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's Scotiabank Arena, sir. Um, <laughs> because we can't connect in, in those places, um, tech's going to enable us to, to, to connect in all these other places. So um, bringing the world of, of tech and entrepreneurship together is great. I, I've also read... Um, and then in a lot of places that those are the two industries that are going to kind of help economies restart in a sense, right? 
Um, so, you know, if, if, if you're a startup right now, with, with tech, with, like, I like to use this analogy when we look at, like, a big company and, and a tech startup. A big company driving down the highway, um, going down the road is big, fast, carries a lot, goes. What happens if there's a big pothole? They've got to slow down. They got to tell everyone up at the front, "Hey, we got to slow down. Something's coming up. You got to slow down. Get everyone, and slowly move the car over." But if you're a a Prius, you're a tech startup with five employees. You don't have to go through. You got. You don't have to go to talk to legal and then talk to marketing and then talk to sales and then talk to. You don't have to do all that. There's five of us. Okay, guys. So do you think we should make this change to our company? Yes or no? Yes. Okay, great, guys. Returning the whole company, right? So if you're a startup, if you're an entrepreneur during this time, there's things that these big corporate wigs, they can't do. They have, they have too many approval processes or too many, too many people they got to get um, a yes from or a signature off of for them to, to, to change a picture on a website. Like, <laughs> it, it, it takes them a long time. So, the, you know, the, the, the entrepreneurship space, the startup space, the opportunity to grow and, and, and bob and weave these, these, you know, these potholes to create these businesses is a huge opportunity right now. So you bring in tech entrepreneurship together. You bring in athletes as well that help a lot of, you know, Canadian startups. They say Canadian startups can't scale. Like we either get bought up too early or um, not enough funding. Like VC capital doesn't, we don't really, people don't really raise money here. Like they go raise money elsewhere. When they do well, then they come back, then they raise. I think, you know, infusion of, of athletes into the tech community obviously brings dollars. More spending power. More spending power. It also brings branding and marketing opportunities. It also brings partnerships. There's a company called Dapper Labs in, Van in Vancouver. They're a blockchain company, and they have Spencer Dinwiddie as an investor and a brand ambassador um, and a couple other NBA players. Um, a guy like Trufan in Swish. He's had uh, three or four NBA guys invest into his company. Um, and, you know, he has another guy that sits on his board. So, like, these, these guys are slowly making the moves to get ready because they're all building amazing platforms that work, and they have great clients, and they do great work. But in Canada, sometimes it's a little hard to grow. Like, look at... Look at look at Drake. Drake was a was a thing here, but did Drake become a star in Canada? No, he had to go south of the border. He left and he came back. It's like, all right, guys, I'm home. Built his house. Yeah. Partnership with the Raptors. I'm here, but he didn't he didn't grow here, right? And we're trying to change that narrative a little bit um, because we have talent here, we have support here. It's just. People don't want to collaborate enough. Yeah, and, you know, to kind of piggyback off that point, I feel like a little bit of the numbers game does come into play because um, in America you got uh, 330-plus million people, and out here we have, like, 32, 33 million. So, um, you know, the numbers game does play, a, you know, to a to account. But also, yeah, that, uh, you know, process of, like, people not wanting to come together and collaborate, um, you know, the competition thing we always talk about. Um, a lot of people, you know, like that are in the same spaces, find each other as competition instead of building people up. 
So, um, you know, obviously, I think guys like you, as, as well as myself, we have an opportunity to kind of rewrite those narratives, you know, and I feel like um, ownership, uh, collaboration, building systems that's owned by the culture are, are things and, you know, the ways that we kind of have to go. So, so um, we're going to tap into, you know, the future of tech or, you know, more pertaining to your company. So in the next five years, where do you see the athlete tech group going to? And where can you infuse it in, you know, the emerging industries, whether it's gaming, e-gaming, um, uh, the industry of uh, music, uh, VR, as well as um, blockchain and digital currency? Oh, that's a, that's a very tough question to answer, so I'll, I'll do my best to answer it. I think it's, it's, I think it's, it's, it's a couple of things. It's, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a social enterprise, a social innovation company that blends tech and entrepreneurship for the greater good in a sense um what that looks like exactly i mean only time will tell but i think you know if we're able to foster and facilitate some introductions some relationships um some partnerships um execute some projects, you know, out, outside of Canada, within Canada, and you know, bringing people together. I think we could, we could really do some things to, very, to, to, to stand out in the marketplace when it comes to, you know, tech and innovation and, you know, athlete integration and entrepreneurship and, um, you know, building, building a community that's continuously building a community. Um, uh, you know, I, I talk a lot about, you know, media marketplaces and, you know, that's a form of technology. It's it's growing audiences and, you know, selling of different assets. Right. So now we're looking at like digital assets. Are we looking at virtual events that you could you could sell? Are we looking at content that you could create and you could sell? Are we looking at knowledge that you can create and you could sell? I think the the. The, the media marketplaces is, is going to be a, a crowded one. And I think we're just carving out one that uh, is unique, right? There's a little bit of everything for everyone. You know, I want, I want, you know, twin to jump on. I want your brother to jump on. I want your sister to jump on and find something for her. Um, so just making sure that we, we, stay true to the vision of creating you know equal opportunity whether it be in the, the athlete world because i look at it like guys like kd like we were talking about the young ceo conference and how yeah. sick that was this guy yeah. brought the commissioner and naomi osaka and steve nash steve nash he brought his coach what yeah. you see kyle Lowry bringing nick nurse to an event never not that it's 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 something negative, but there's people that there's there's athletes that have power, right? So we, you know we look at the NBA, like ninety six percent of the, the league is made. Like, well, not ninety six. Sorry, let me do my math. I want to say like forty six percent of. 
46% of the league is making a lot of money. I want to say over $10 million, but I don't want to say it because I'm not 100% sure. But I think it's like 40 to 50%. What about the other guys? Not everyone can afford a Rich Kleiman or a Rich Paul, a Maverick Carter, a Jay-Z. <laughs> not everyone can afford you know, some of these resources that thank you for building them because then you see things like LeBron and Obama a couple days before the you know, the election, them dropping a video together. Of course you're going to see that. But not everyone can be LeBron. I can't go and just buy my own Spring Hill Studios if I'm OG Ananobi. Like, it's impossible. Yeah. Right? But what I can do is, because I have a name and a brand that I've built through my craft... And because people like my craft, which is basketball, how do I leverage my name to build relationships with people so we can build it together? Because that's, that's one of the key things that we're looking at with the Athlete Tech Group is not everything has to be money. You've built a digital asset and a huge Instagram following, a post from Luka Doncic. How much do you think it's worth right now? Probably about uh, 70 to 80 grand. 70 to 80. I, b- I would probably say, it, yeah. Close to 100 for sure. Okay. Let's say it's 100 grand. Okay. If I'm a startup and, you know, I'm working on a sick app and I don't have 70 to 80 grand, but Luca, I'll give you some equity into this company if you help help us grow. Using your name and likeness. That's a relationship you can build, right? So it's, it's, it's creating equal opportunity for a lot of athletes. Because, I mean, you know, COVID hit everybody. Like, as much as, you know, us regular folk felt it. Um, and, you know, um, it hit everybody. Um, definitely hit more people worse than it did others. But then, you know, there's, there's, there's athletes that I know that were living paycheck to paycheck. They had built this lifestyle yeah. on knowing that another check was coming every two to three weeks. And then the checks stopped coming. What the hell? <laughs> Yo, let me call my agent. Yo, yo, what happened? Yeah, they canceled the season, man. They canceled the season. Well, it's postponed. So you just keep working out. I'm going to give you a call when I, when I get an update. That update never came. Yeah. But what you did see was athletes were now trying to be more. Like I saw a lot, of, a lot of guys came out with vlogs. Vlogs, podcasts. A lot of guys came out with podcasts. podcasts a lot yeah. of guys were, were not all of a sudden. Every, I know a lot of guys that play video games, but everyone was gaming and streaming. Like, huh, you guys never did this before, right? And because it was not something that was done before, it it almost oversaturated the market because everyone was doing it. So now your product, uh, your your demand and your your supply takes a hit. Yeah, overcompensating. So now i'm like looking at all this and i'm like holy crap everyone's feeling this this pinch right now COVID's a pinch <laughs> it's a pinch it's in it's a it's, it's one of those mm, 
and it hurts. What happens if, if COVID's here for two years? That pinch might turn into some <laughs> to a cut, right? There's 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 a lot of things going on and people are having to adapt to new circumstances. And if 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 you're not trying to adapt right now, I worry. I worry. If you know how to make money one way and you're gonna be wrong and strong and make money that one way and not create things that you can own. I, I hope that I hope I hope it doesn't get to that point. But like that unknown feeling, if it, that's if you don't if you're not feeling that right now, I don't know. I don't know. If you're not striving to athlete tech group is only being built because the world is shut down and I'm I'm just at home. If not, I I mean all my energy and focus would just be in, in rose because I can continue to do the things that I'm doing. Yeah. Building things on the side. You know, making this relationship here, making this here, and I'm going through the process. I can't do those things. We were supposed to have an athlete tech summit this year. I called, I called Kobe Bryant's people last year. Yeah, I I, I seen that behind the scenes, bro. <laughs> you know, he passed. Even you know that 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 was a lot. That was a whole lot, man, and it still is, um, simply because. For what he like stood for, you know, he was he was an extraordinary man. You know, people say extraordinary. Like, nah, you have to slow down when you talk about Kobe. Yo. That sure. guy, <sighs> extraordinary man. So you know, he's a, he's a great testament that you can focus your life on one thing for a long time, and then change. Like ah, I'm, I can't do this anymore. And he left on his own terms. Mm. He's like, all right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go focus on my family and, and build books and build things that they can be a part of. Kobe was gonna change the WNBA with the growth of the WNBA as it was growing already. Absolutely. He was gonna amplify that, mm -hmm. right? He was gonna change the the storybook world. Like if Kobe was alive right now, we'd definitely be watching something on Disney a show or something that he put out right now, 100%. And I'd be tapped in. I don't yeah, even watch cartoons. Yeah, he's an incredible storyteller, actually. So, yeah, man, this, this year's been a, a, a year of a lot. So, um, I don't even remember what we were talking about, bro. I, nah, just, um, <laughs> I just went somewhere. Nah, that's cool. We were just talking about, like, the future of, um, you know, the tech world, as well as, you know, the ATG, um, you know, the vision for that within the next two to five years. But, you know, just to kind of echo what you were saying about, um, you know, just having that, you know, conscious mind about where things are going in the next, you know, two to three years, planning on COVID, it's, it's about taking things that are tangible. You know, we always talk about being an entrepreneur and you as well. I always see that you can, you know, pick up what you're doing and go to another city. You know, so I think that's the new reality. You know, we talk about entering the content space and being able to, you know, have a podcast that you can shoot on Tuesday and have it put out in another city because you have that, you know, that platform or the opportunity to do so. So 
Um, for entrepreneurs, I just think like taking things that are tangible with you and, you know, things that you can kind of take away and make money um, are, is the direction we kind of have to go. We got to focus there because um, I think I talked about it earlier, uh, passion and opportunity. For entrepreneurs, I think one of the big things that, that we see is everyone has a great idea. Great idea. But turning it into a business. And a business means at the end of the month, you can say you made more money than you lost. That's it. If you can't answer that general question, then it's still an idea, right? So uh, just to echo on to your point is if you're going to use this time to start a business, if you're going to launch a business, do your homework, <laughs> Do your homework. Understand your market. Understand, you know, your product market fit. Understand who your customer would be. Understand what your brand voice is. Understand, under, like, there's so much to understand. Understand how, how you need to put together a, a balance sheet and understand, your, you know, your cost of goods sold and how much does it cost you to acquire a customer. What's your digital marketing strategy? Are you SEO or, like, you need to understand, even if you don't use it, you still need to understand what it is because there's going to be times when you need to activate those things. Period. We're in a digital world. Like this Absolutely. digital transformation that was coming in five to ten years came in eight months. Damn, we're fast. <laughs> Think about that. Think about how fast the world adapted to, 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 to COVID. Yeah. Our economies went all the way this way. That means people were making money. Think about that, Twin. Yeah. Like, as bad as it is, we still got lights. We still got heat. We can still go outside. But there's parts of the world that can't. There's parts of the world that don't have. But we're in a pandemic. So, we need to build on these tangible businesses i think was 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 my final point there um because if you don't then you're i don't want to ever like to tell people they waste time um but i don't think you're being productive yeah. with your time absolutely so um we're gonna turn to quick hitters so you know we just do a little rapid fire game now so i'm gonna go with your what's your top five movies of all time bro oh wow um hitch Hitch is an amazing movie. That's that's how I learned how to talk to girls. Hitch. Hitch was a, a good one. Um, uh, Love and Basketball. You got to throw that one in there. Um, 300. Okay. Sparta. Yeah. No, no. You got to say it properly. Okay. 300. No, no, no. Sorry. <laughs> 300. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, uh, mm. Training day. Definitely put training Denzel. day. Um yo, Batman. Which one? The Return um, of the Dark Knight? That one? No. Oh, the first one. The one where 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 Joker Joker burned off his face. That one. Oh, okay, okay. That was the first one though, I think. It's, I don't know, so many. Okay. So there's like nine Spider Mans, right? Okay, okay. Damn. Okay. So you you're not really like a classic classic man. I was thinking like 
You said five. I had to give you five. All right, all right. So we'll, we'll move on to your... You got to go minutes to society. Yeah. Juice. Yep. You got to touch all of those. Good classics. Okay, so we're going to turn to your, your all-time NBA lineup. So if you're a GM and you have five spots mm-hmm. to fill, who are the five players that you're going to pick? That are currently playing? Of all time, bro. Of all time. Yeah. Can I put myself? Oh, for sure. Nah, you guys aren't ready for that. Um, I would probably... All right, at center, I have to go with Shaq. Okay. Shaq just, growing up as a kid, I'm like, this guy's not real. Um, power forward. <sighs> Honestly, <sighs> you can't put Tim Duncan down there because they don't really, he's slow. Honestly, I think Kate, Kevin Garnett. Actually, go, let's. Kevin Durant. KD at your four? Okay. I'll put KD up there. When he's healthy. 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 Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, at the three. Oh, man. Man. Uh, you would put LeBron, <laughs> MJ, and Kobe. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were going to put AI in there still. No, I can't. I can't. I used to get bullied, though. Yeah, okay. And then, um, you know, you're obviously, I know before you spoke about not really having that OG or that mentor figure. So I put, like, um, your, one of your most inf- influential, like, figures or inspirations in your life. Mm-hmm. Who would you say that was? Just one? Uh, well, if you have. Oh, there's a couple. Um, my mom and my dad, they're always one and two. Um. Uh, Tyler Perry. Wow. Yeah, that is a creative mind. Um, Tyler Perry. Um, I like Leonardo DiCaprio. He's got a certain swag to him. Yeah, he's tough. Yeah, he did. Uh, Wolf, Wolf of Wall, Wall Street. Yeah, man, he killed that. Fire. Um, Leonardo, Leonardo, Leonardo. Will Smith, until the, the Facebook thing, that was kind of crazy. I felt for him that day. Um, people that build, like, these mass empires in multiple entities. I can't think of anybody right now off the top of my head. But, like, the Forbes family. Okay. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Like, you create systems yeah. and then systems within those systems. Like, I love watching... I know this is completely off topic, but like the the mobster movies of all these organizations and like, systems oh, and how money was just going to this but guy. That, that's, that's this, what I'm like, all my all my favorite movies smokes. are like Casino, Goodfellas. Casino is a great movie. Just because like like the what like you said the Donnie or, Brasco. Yeah, like the organization how they had different multiple like brand divisions New of Jack different city. Oh, exactly. Man. Yeah. Some good ass movies, bro. Yeah, that's what's up. Movies. Okay, so we we're gonna finish off on you know the last thing I like to do here is like, what is one message you would give to your younger self? You know those ones where you you always have that thing that you tell yourself like, oh, when I get asked that question, I'm gonna say it. I can't remember it now. <laughs> but the one thing that I would tell my younger self, I think, is. Randy, 
do your homework. And the reason I say that is because, you know, as I got into this business, I didn't do, I didn't do my homework. You know, I, I did what I was told. I, you know, I, I went with the flow. I listened. I, not that all those things are bad, but I, I didn't do my homework, right? I didn't take the time to read and understand how some of these deals get made and how players get involved with companies and how partnerships happen and what's a deck. <laughs> the first time someone asked me what that was, I said, what? I had to go and learn and build these things, you know? Like, I didn't do my homework. And I was talking about this the other day. I don't think, I think it stemmed from when I was younger. Because all through high school, I didn't do my homework. I never did my homework. I was always doing too much. I've always, oh, sorry. I've, I've always had a job. Like, since I was 12 or whatever, I used to do the newspapers and work at Tim Hortons and McDonald's and get the agency job and clean offices and, like, working at a, a car auction, like, I've always had a job, so I never made enough time to focus on one thing. And I've seen that over the last 18 years, that I have a very distracted mind. Like, it's very distracted. And over the last two years, I'm learning how to funnel it in and, and channel that focus. Um, so... Because I'm channeling that focus and I'm like, okay, I need to get this done. How do I get this done? What are the steps I need to take? What are the systems I need to build to get to where I need to get to? I need to understand how we get from point A to point B to point C to D, E, F, G, H, all the way to get to Z. Right. How do I get there? And if I can't see the roadmap, is that a, a, a piece of the road that I want to go down? Right? Um, so because I, I didn't do my homework... Um, I've, I'm still, like, the crazy thing is, I didn't do my homework, but I'm still here, you know? Yeah, that's, that's, that's why, I, that's why I smile, and, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for the, the ups and the downs, because it's, it's part of the process. Absolutely. Kobe talks about it, it's yep. part of the process, right? So, I'm, I'm just trying to enjoy the process, and ensuring that I'm doing my homework, and everyone else around me is doing their homework, like, don't, People know, like, don't come and talk to me <laughs> unless you've done your homework. Like, get to a point where you're, like, stuck. Like, let's have a conversation. What are you looking for? Like, let's build out a mind map for you and understand how to get to your own system, right? And I don't say that in a mean way, but you can't, you can't lead a horse to water. Like, that's the, the most common saying. People want to do things, but don't want to do the work. People say I'm this. People say I'm that, but don't want to do the work. Don't want to tag themselves to this or that. Like, oh, I'm just going to make, make me go down another <laughs> road. But you have to do the work. You have to understand what that is before you enter it. You can't just become a real estate agent. You have to go to school, get your license, do this, do that, and then you become it. It's the same thing as an entrepreneur. You don't just, I have a great idea. Let's start a business. Go do your work. Go and understand it before you get started. You'll save money. You'll save time. You'll get to profit a lot quicker. Bro, I've probably been 
working at a loss from 2013 to 18, but always just had money. Always just had money. I always knew how to just make money. I never had any crazy wants, anything like that. I've been on one vacation in my life. Jeez, damn. Because I chose, I've only wanted to go on. And I got forced to go. <laughs> I didn't want to go. Yeah. I, I, I'm trying to be at, ho- at home. So um, do your work. Absolutely. Well, you heard it from the man himself, the myth, the man, the legend, Rose. Um, you know, like I said, now we're checking out on episode seven here on a culture conversation. But before we tap out, we would like to, you know, send that message out that you guys tap into our contest giveaway. We'll be announcing the winner next week, Thursday at 6 p.m. on our episode here. Checking out. Um, it's your host, Twin GQ with Randy Rose. Peace. Mm-hmm.